That's how we like to start every Saturday morning. Happy and free. Free of all the garbage that's in the news. Free to start the weekend. Whatever you have planned for your Arizona weekend. We'd like to start it right here. Happy and free at Rosie on the House. I'm Romy. Gary's behind the mic, and we're joined this hour and our 7 o'clock hour, our Arizona people, places, and things with the Senior Director of Trade and Media Relations, Becky Blaine. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. What is the Director of Trade and Media Relations? So I and my team are responsible for promoting Arizona, not only um, here around the state, um, but also across the United States and internationally as well. So we uh, travel to different countries such as China and the UK and Germany, Canada, Mexico, all those big feeder markets um, and promote the beauty of Arizona. Well, y'all do a great job in the Asian market if you've ever been to the Grand Canyon. Y'all are, <laughs> y'all are doing your job. <laughs> it's definitely one of our fastest growing markets. So what do we have uh, for the local market, though, the, the local residents? So we have a great selection of, you know, events um, and things to do uh, around the state. If you want to take a quick little day trip or even just go, you know, into here in the valley from, you know, Tempe into Phoenix or out to Mesa or out to Queen Creek. There's plenty of things to do and see right here in our own backyard without having to travel too far. And I think a lot of times we get spoiled by living here and we kind of start to take our events and our, our beauty of the state for granted and realize, you know, the Grand Canyon's in our backyard. But you know what? It's only a three and a half hour drive from Phoenix, too. So that's a quick, beautiful, let's drive up north and see the beautiful fall foliage or something like that. But um, immediately what we have going on this weekend, if you're looking for something to do, Tempe is celebrating their 45th annual Four Peaks Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest is always a good time. I didn't realize four, the Four Peaks Brewery Company is 44 years old, or at least the old, maybe, maybe the Oktoberfest is okay. <laughs> celebrating okay. their 45th anniversary, and Four Peaks is the, the main sponsor because gotcha. I think they're probably only about 20, 25 yeah. years old. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, but for 44 years they've been having an Oktoberfest in Tempe. Where is that yeah. on? Tempe Town Lake. Okay. Yep, and so that's happening this weekend. And tickets are available and more information on TempeOctoberfest.com. Also this weekend, if you want to take a little drive, um, head down to Wilcox. They have their fall pumpkin celebration at Apple Annie's Produce and Pumpkins. So everybody loves going down to Wilcox. You know, it's one of our main growing regions here in the state with produce and um, Great activities and uh, things like that. For about an hour corn. south of Tucson. Yes, yes. So there's pumpkin picking, a corn maze, uh, the pumpkin and buttermilk pancake breakfast. Um, they even have some lunch options as well. And, of course, pumpkin pies, pumpkin bread, and homemade cider donuts. I have yet to get down to Apple Annie's, but they have an incredible reputation. They do. They do. So that um, information there is available at appleannies.com, and that's happening this weekend. And then we also have 
if you're ready to get into the Halloween spirit, you know, it is October. And um, Jerome is having their Jerome ghost walk this weekend, too. A ghost walk a in ghost Jerome. A ghost walk in so, Jerome. You know, one of the most haunted towns we have here in Arizona. So that's at night, and it's on the side of a mountain, the entire town, if you've never been there. They have, a, like, a flashlight and a <laughs> tour guide and a watch-your-step <laughs> disclaimer on that. Yeah, it says they'll be out and about starting at 6.30 and a new performance starting every half hour. And um, all that information is on the JeromeHistoricalSociety.com website for this weekend. Very fun. And how do I easily find all these? I mean, if I'm not the director of trade media relations and I don't have all these printouts, how, where do I go to, to look around? So our website is VisitArizona.com. And you can click on events at the top navigation and then choose the kind of event that you're interested in. It's broken down by family activities, by holidays, things like that, outdoor adventure. And you can then sort, and there's um, some options for you to put in dates and communities and really kind of pick and choose what you might be interested in. I love the slider on the homepage. You've got the first one when you log on mm-hmm. is Winslow, Arizona, and then there's the yep. statue. Of, is that Glenn Fry? Yeah, standing on the corner, yep, Winslow, perfect. Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm never sure. I can never remember off the top of the head which eagle that is. But that's, yeah. is that, is that Glenn <laughs> yes, Frey on the corner? And so, little bronze statue. That is one of our <laughs> iconic photos where people from all over the world, you know, know the Eagles band, they know the song, and everybody comes, you know, on Route 66 and they want to go get their and take picture, a picture with it. <laughs> take it on the corner, you know, in Winslow, Arizona. So I've done it myself. So. <laughs> Perfect. Now, Winslow's not the same as Wilcox. Correct. Winslow. Two different directions completely. Correct. Winslow is more north um, on Route 66, and then Wilcox is down south, south of Tucson. So two great little towns, though. Both yes. have a lot of their own uh, activities, their own legends. You know, you've got, obviously, the Eagles in Winslow, Arizona, but yep. if you are new and you haven't heard of Rex Allen, a singing cowboy, one of the legends from early 1900s, and that's mm-hmm. You know, they've got the Rex Allen Rodeo Days, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a Rex Allen town, and the Winslow's kind of more the Glen Fry town. And that is one of the most, um, I think, iconic things about Arizona is that kind of mystique of the American West and the cowboy legends and things like that, where people come from all over the world to experience, you know, what it's like to be in a Western state. And maybe they stay, you know, in one of our cute little charming small towns or they go out to one of our dude ranches and, you know, ride horses for the first time. But it really is one of those things that's just so charming about Arizona. Where do you go to escape? (laughs) I go all over. I mean, not only for my job, but just for fun. So one of my... um, all-time favorite trips was actually included Winslow, Arizona, and we did a little road trip last year. Um, we went up to the Grand Canyon and did a little kind of loop up north and got to see Horseshoe Bend on the way into Page. And um, if you've ever seen that, it's just this beautiful, you know, it's the eastern side kind of of the Colorado River. And it literally, the river forms a horseshoe shape around the rock. And it is just iconic. And that picture has spread like wildfire on social media around the world. And tourists will come from China to stand there and take their picture in front of Horseshoe Bend. And then Lake Powell, we stayed up there. And um, Have you ever been on the lake at any Not yet, but it is on my bucket list to do a houseboat rental in the summertime and really just have fun, you know, maybe for a long weekend because um, they have great 
houseboat options up there at Lake Powell, um, resort marinas and Antelope Point Marina as well. So there's great options up there. Um, but seeing Antelope Canyon in Page, that is becoming um, really famous also around the world, the beautiful Red Rock Slot Canyons um, that are um, on the Navajo Nation. So mm-hmm. beautiful, iconic scenery that we have here. And you just got the you have the Rainbow Bridge on Powell back. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say it's like around mile 42-ish, it's, I think. You can see it from some of the boat tours as mm-hmm. well on the lake. So, yeah, really great, beautiful scenery that we you know, have access to 365 days a year. And the amount of elevation changes in that trip is mm-hmm. really fun to experience. It's in North Carolina, they say, well, if you don't like the weather, stick around. It's going to change in 10 minutes. They say it, that in Maryland, too. Okay. <laughs> in Arizona, it's like, well, if you don't dr- enjoy the weather, drive 20 minutes in any direction right. and <laughs> find a new elevation. <laughs> Yeah, we maybe we always, not twenty minutes, but you get from across the state, side to side, in four hours, just about any direction. We and tell people you can literally nine thousand feet to below sea level. Yeah, you can find seventy degrees anywhere in Arizona. You know, on any given day, there's some somewhere that's seventy degrees and just beautiful, perfect weather. Um, but we do have over you know three hundred thirty days of sunshine, and that's why people love traveling here, and that's why a lot of us live here. And you wanted to talk a little bit about the renovations bringing it back into the city we're talking mm-hmm. about going you know road tripping if you're looking to stay local or do a local resort there's a, a lot of renovations happening yeah and so summertime is typically like our time where we do staycations around the valley or you know we'll go down to tucson or head up north or something like that to get out of the heat but um you know there's nothing wrong with hitting up one of your local resorts for a great dinner and a date night or you know um hanging out and just having a cocktail at one of the beautiful bars with these beautiful, you know, scenery of, you know, whether it's Camelback Mountain or, um, you know, up north in um, the Four Seasons, you know, has great views from from their resort as well. But most recently, we've got some great renovations that have happened. The Hotel Valley Ho um, just did a multi-million dollar renovation on their property and their guest rooms, and it just looks better than ever. You know, that's one of those iconic properties from the 50s that had that Rat Pack history of those famous celebrities that would come visit Old Town Scottsdale. Um, so they have a, a great renovation that just happened, and the Phoenician is um, starting to unveil a lot of their um, renovated um, portions as well. So they just are doing um, guest rooms and the pool area. They just opened... Um, yesterday, Maori and Cotton, one of their new restaurants on property. They're building a brand new spa from the ground up. Um, that'll be ready, I think, probably closer to the holidays in December. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of great things happening for some of those resorts. And then we are also very fortunate that we have a lot of new resorts coming into the pipeline as well. So the Ondas in Scottsdale, right around Scottsdale and uh, Lincoln. You know, that lot has been vacant forever on the northwest corner. No, that and, is a different lot. Okay. That is going but to that be the whole, new Ritz Carlton. Okay. That'll be opening probably around 2018, but I, just south of that on the left is the Ondas. Um, I happened by there for the first yeah. time in probably five years in the last month. And the amount of I forever I thought, you know, when are they going to develop that? When is that going to get developed? And it had been so long, I thought, you know, they're probably just never going to do anything. All of a sudden, I mean, earth movers and 
new I mean they're putting something yeah, so when massive it happens it happens fast yeah <laughs> they are not wasting any time yeah so that'll be the new um Ritz Carlton and then you might know that the former Ritz Carlton on uh, Camelback and 24th Street is now the Canby and so that's a great property too and they just unveiled a new um daytime tipsy tea so they have always had like an afternoon tea service so that's kind of a fun outing too um, and then we have the brand new Mountain Shadows. Um, Mountain Shadows on the Paradise That's a high Valley school. side. <laughs> no, I mean yes, but no, not the one I'm talking about. But um, right out there, 56 in Lincoln, on uh, Paradise Valley side, and um, it was originally a property from the 1950s and is now brand new and better than ever. Joined by Becky Blaine, Senior Director of Trade and Media Relations here at Rosie on the House, your Saturday morning tradition for 29 years and our newest fourth hour, our Arizona People, Places, and Things. And you guys, I'm clicking around on your website, have an incredible tool that you have built. Yep. So you're on visitarizona.com, um, the official website for the Arizona Office of Tourism. And if you scroll down on the homepage, you'll see um, some little buttons and um, some choices there for um, categories. And we call six that categories. six categories. We call that trip tuner. And so then you adjust the um, sliders up and, and I'm going to go left from right here. The first okay. one, cityscapes yep. or landscapes. So you are, which one are you looking for, city right. or, or country? And I'm going to do the opposite of what I would normally pick okay. just to see what's there. I have a good idea of what it would be if I picked all the other ones. The second one is uh, relaxing or active. So you move the thermometer up or we're going to go relaxing. Arizona favorites versus hidden gems. We're going to move it up. We're going to peak it at Arizona favorites. Next one is adults versus kids. So we're going to move this one up to adults. Modern versus ancient. How, how ancient can we go? We're going back to Montezuma's Castle on there? You've got all kinds of, you know, American Indian ruins, um, tribal lands, and, yeah, amazing things that you can see and do in Arizona under that category as well. And then number six, luxury or roughing it? So I've got everything peaked at the, the top. You're going for luxury? <laughs> going for luxury. Yeah, okay. something I've never done, you know, wouldn't do. There you uh, go. So I just, just to see what's there. Yep. I don't know. That's a part of Arizona I'm not familiar with, so our... Results are now narrowed down by percent match. Okay. And I have city choices. So if I click, so first is Scottsdale, then Tempe, then Phoenix, then Tucson, then Williams, then uh, Botanical yep. Gardens, Chandler, Winslow, Mesa. So I, I'm assuming I'm going to pick one of these. Let's right. Go so it'll with, assign your percentage to that image. And then if you click on that image, let's it, go with Phoenix over okay. Tempe and Scottsdale. And now we found what you are looking for. And then there's an overview. And where do I go from here? Do I scroll on? Click on the more button. More button. Here we go. And then you'll get kind of an overview of what it served you up, which is in Phoenix, a lot of the ideas for things to do and see then right there in Phoenix. That's pretty slick. Yeah. And it tells me right now the weather is 68 degrees. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Perfect. Yes. Very cool. Well, I'm going to have to come back here and play more with this on air because I want to see what uh, what it serves up if I switch it all more to the yeah. settings we would 
pick if, when we were planning It'll our trips. hone in on those communities and help you figure out where you want to go in the state. And then from there, you can dig a little bit deeper into the activities in that area. That's pretty slick. Yeah. So now you're getting served up like some hiking options as you're, you know, moving the, the tuner a little bit. And, and Petrified Forest just came up. So not a lot of people realize, too, we have three national parks right here in the state. Petrified Forest, Saguaro National Park down in Tucson, and, of course, the Grand Canyon. And the Arizona State Parks yes. just won they the whatever championship. An award, for being, <laughs> <laughs> an award for being the best-run state park system in the country. And they were up against... Washington, mm-hmm. Wyoming, and Tennessee mm-hmm. as the four, as the four finalists. We actually have the director Sue Black joining us. I think in two weeks to talk about Perfect. that. Yeah. Uh, I was I've actually got a picture here on my phone. We have fantastic. I'm going to stop scrolling for. Oh, there it is. State parks. And... It is the National Gold Medal Award for there Excellence in the Field of Park and Recreational Management awarded Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so three national parks plus all the state parks. There is and you can find it all and plan a trip at travel and visit arizona.com. Excellent. What is uh, I asked you, you know, your favorite hideaway. What do you see being most popular on the website? Do you all look at the analytics and can you see how people are setting their uh, trip planners and what what's com- what's the most popular. So by far, some of the most popular, of course, the outdoor activities, because our weather is so great. We have such beautiful landscapes. People come for the outdoor adventure, the hiking, the mountain biking is very popular. Um, We just did new um, virtual reality videos this past year. And um, you can actually skydive over the Grand Canyon in our virtual reality videos, or mountain bike the Red Rocks of Sedona, and really get that kind of first-person experience, Um, but we travel with those all around, um, you know, when we go to different countries and events and things, and people love being able to have that experience. Well, y'all have done a wonderful job. Becky Blaine, thank you for joining us. That's visitarizona.com. Plan your Arizona staycation. Yes, thank you. Well, what a treat. I'm going to waste, uh, not waste, (laughs) I'm going to dedicate a lot of time playing around that website and their trip tuner at visitarizona.com. Thank you, Arizona Department of Tourism, for putting that together and for Becky Blaine, your time on our program this Saturday morning. But we are switching our focus down to southern Arizona. If you keep heading south on I-10 and you see 19... Towards Norgalish, you ease off on that, and all of a sudden you're going to start seeing uh, your mile markers going into kilometers, and you're going to come into Sarita and Green Valley, and you're going to pass by KGVY, our affiliate in Green Valley, who has heard and answered the request of our Southern Arizona listeners on where can we listen to your 7 o'clock hour. This is now week number two of our broadcast on KGVY, and we've invited owner Jim Walker to tell us a little bit about Southern Arizona and Green Valley and expose the beautiful little hideaway y'all have, and you've invited the Sorita Mayor, Mr. Tom Murphy. Gentlemen, welcome to today's program. 
Hey, thanks very much. And Romy, what a tour. I felt like I had been through uh, every city in Arizona. That was great this morning. Well, we left off Green Valley because I told her we've got Jim joining us and we don't want to take his thunder. Well, uh, let me tell you, it's it's a gorgeous day here as it normally is all in Arizona. As you know, we get about 300 days plus of uh, sun and is Tom with me, Tom? I am, absolutely. And uh, we always just pass resolutions each and every week that we have that sunshine uh, sh- shining over us each and every day. But uh, anyway, <laughs> Romy, uh, it's, a, it's a gorgeous day here in Green Valley. And, and Green Valley and Sarita are two towns that really uh, have grown up together, worked together. And it uh, really is a unique way of uh, living. Uh, average age in Sarita is about 34.6. And of course, uh, in uh, Green Valley, average age is 71.2. We're a retirement uh, uh, village here. But surprisingly enough, uh, the interesting thing about Green Valley is it actually started, uh, we were populated here, believe it or not, around 1 A.D., can you believe that? The uh, Hohokam, Pima, and Tohono O'odham tribes um, called this area home. And uh, they were, of course, uh, they've been here uh, quite a while now. And uh, the, the area has had the flags of uh, Mexico, Spain, the Confederacy, the state of Arizona, and the U.S. have all, uh, all flown here. So uh, it's been busy. But uh, the Green Valley we know started in 1964. Uh, it was a group of retirement villas that was put up here. And, uh, uh, of course, um, the villas drew people from Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, and those areas that I think are a little bit colder, aren't they, than uh, <laughs> our area here? Uh, they, that's what they tell me, but I've never been. Yeah, I haven't been but, curious enough to go check it out. Yeah, they they always tell me they're happy when the snow melts by May or June. So uh, it's it's pretty uh, wild up there. But um, um, we've got two towns that really have some unique things about them. And I don't know if you want me to go on talking for the next 20 minutes or whether we should get Tom in here and learn a little bit about Sarita. Um, but it's um, uh, a great area to retire in. It's a great area to uh, uh, raise a family in. The one, the one thing that always jumps to the top of the list for this area here is it's got an extremely low crime rate. And you might, uh, uh, you might address that, Tom. Yes, absolutely. And well, our history in Saurita is certainly goes back uh, very far. But as a town itself. We were only incorporated in 1994. There were about 1,800 residents at the time during the incorporation. Now we're at around 28,000. So from 2000 to 2010, one of the last full census that had been run, we grew 770%. So something's happening down here that really attracts um, uh, mainly, though we have some adult active uh, communities in Salarita, our average age, as Jim was saying, is about 34. And uh, so it's really a great blend of two communities. Um, a lot of folks in Green Valley are retired, of course, and have a lot of time on their hand, volunteer um, to a really high degree, 
there's a uh, famous thrift store that gives out um, over one and a half million dollars um, that started as a card table many, many years ago. Our school district in Salvarita was one of the biggest beneficiaries of that, over a half a million dollars. So it's a great blend of uh, two communities that really uh, work together as one. What's the elevation? Um, elevation is we're we're pretty close to sea level, aren't we, Tom? Yes, yes, and it um, it climbs a little bit, you know, starting from Phoenix down, um, and you notice, um, hence probably the name or the reasons Green Valley. It, get, it does get a little green as you uh, travel south. You're so right between have, the uh, Coronado National Forest and the Buenos Aires National Wildlife Refuge. You're you're in the backyard of some of the most scenic and iconic desert in the Southwest. Absolutely. Yeah. Desert. One of our, yeah. One of our famous That's locations it. is Madeira Canyon, um, which is the third most popular uh, bird watching uh, location in the United States. Um, over 120 species, uh, 15 different versions of the hummingbird. Um, and, uh, many other, uh, you know, attractive hiking, um, bears, bobcats. It's a, it's a really wildlife sanctuary of sorts. Well, the, yeah, the, the Santa Rita's are, are known both for uh, uh, camping and hiking. And, of course, uh, as uh, Tom mentioned, the birding there, the hummingbirds, uh, when they're in season, when they're nesting, um, it's it's almost humorous to watch because the road up to uh, Madeira Canyon is lined with birders, and they're all looking at these uh, hummingbirds, uh, which many times you can barely see. And uh, they've got their binoculars, cameras, and uh, uh, there are hundreds of folks watching uh, maybe one or two hummingbirds. But uh, the rarity of some of the hummingbirds here is just amazing. But uh, one... One of the interesting things is, and I'll bet you didn't know this, Romy, is we have the Caterpillar testing ground here. What do you test a Caterpillar for? And we're not talking the insect variety. Oh, oh, oh. the equipment. (laughs) The equipment. (laughs) Proving grounds, gotcha. (laughs) Yes, and they have... There are about five uh, testing ground locations in the world, and this is the only one here at located on about 6,000 acres just west of uh, Green Valley and so And it's the only one that carries every single line of equipment uh, that they have in their inventory. And is that over the old mining tails? Uh, No, it's just... Go ahead, Jim. No, I was just going to say that's a good question, but I think that was... Obviously, it's near the mines, and the testing ground is here because... We do have the mines, but um, I'm not sure they've got the tailings in there. No, not that I'm aware of when I've gone out there. Well, it um, sounds like we need a tour. Can either and, one of y'all uh, set that up? We can probably arrange that for you, Ron. Perfect. But uh, the, the, one, the one thing about uh, the uh, testing there, uh, Tom was out there a couple of months ago with the governor, and... Uh, Tom, you might explain the driverless vehicles they're all working on out there. Yes. Well, actually, it's the mining industry, as I understand it, that have been at the forefront of these autonomous vehicles. And it was just very interesting to watch 
the uh, dump truck would come down the mountain back up to the, uh, the the shovel. It would unload into the dump truck, know exactly the weight it could handle, uh, and then take off. And there was no driver um, in this dump truck. It was all run out of a control room um, sort of at the top of the hill. Uh, they also have these graders that you run with a joystick. So you can be, you know, 100 yards away and uh, be walking along with it. And then it's on the side of the mountain, uh, you know, working on the ore. So they really are the, we're at the forefront of these autonomous vehicles because of the safety factors. And uh, there's no getting tired, uh, needing brakes, and um, off they go. You know, one of the, the rare birds that we didn't talk about um, is the snowbird that comes every year about this time, Romy, and I think you're familiar with them too. Familiar with what? I'm sorry, Jim. Uh, I was going to say you're familiar with the uh, the snowbird, which is rare in the summertime, but <laughs> we see them coming in uh, in the fall here. And that doubles our population here, and I imagine pretty much the same thing in uh, Phoenix. Well, there's retirement communities. That's There's no doubt about that. And, you know, growing up in Arizona, that always annoyed me. But, man, if if you've got a, a great mountain cabin and a, that you can go to in the summer and a desert, uh, a warm desert place in the winter, God bless you. That's a that's a great lifestyle if that fits your, your means and your uh, – you know, your work schedule or if you're retired, it's a, it's a great arrangement. Yeah. Well, I know the last guest was talking about how you could just drive a little ways and have this great temperature differential change. And, you know, we have Mount Lemon and you could be in the heat of the summer and within 45 minutes be at the top of Mount Lemon and probably drop, you know, 20, 25 degrees. So it's a really uh, unique location for so many reasons. Jim, you sent me this yeah. article from Tucson.com out of the Daily Star talking about Zippa, a career-building website that did an analysis of successful cities. And of the 59 that they ranked in Arizona, Sorita was mentioned as the as number four. Yes, uh, we the were the highest-rated uh, successful city in southern Arizona. Uh, the others were up in the Phoenix area. So we're very proud of that. And really, over the last few years, we've been rated one of the top uh, communities to raise a family. We're typically rated one of the top two or three safest communities in Arizona. So we're uh, very proud of those different accolades that we have earned over really a relatively short period of time. Well, congratulations. Well, think- Miranda was mentioned in that as well, and Oral Valley were all in the top ten. So it's a it's Yeah, they a- were in the top ten. Um, and, it, and it gives me a little bit of pride when I get to tease my fellow mayors that I know very well and work very well when you can, you know, beat them by a spot or two because, you know, <laughs> the next one they may beat you by a spot or two. But great friendly competition all for the benefit of southern Arizona. And this this has been one of the growth areas, uh, both with Sarita and Green Valley. I think now in Green Valley we're pretty much built out, but we added a new hospital this year. We've got the uh, Green Valley Hospital. Um, Tom, uh, I know, is also very proud of the fact that uh, Rancho Cerrita was uh, mentioned as, not mentioned, but awarded the Project of the Decade 
um, by the builders, one of the builders associations, um, Rancho, uh, Tom, you might explain a little bit about the history of that. Sure. Yes. Yeah. It's a uh, large master plan community. Uh, it's happened to where I live. Uh, it's in the town of Salarita and uh, it's been a really successful right now. They're bringing on about 500 lots. Um, it was one of the highest performing master plan communities uh, in the United States uh, just before the, uh, you know, the great recession, so to speak. And uh, everything's coming back strong. We, uh, we have about 170,000 square feet of retail under construction as we speak. And uh, we were just awarded a $3 million grant from the federal government. Uh, we have a project, a light manufacturing facility called Samtech, Salarita Advanced Manufacturing Technology. We have two inventor manufacturers in our town that were just exploding and needed more space. And the government recognized that. We put some money in. One of our most successful mine partners in the area, Freepak um, Mac Moran, contributed some money towards this. And we're going to keep those two inventor manufacturers in our town, creating a more diversified economy, which is you know, really nice, where you get to work, play, learn uh, in your community. So we're very proud of that. That is Tom Murphy. You're listening to Mayor of Sorita and Jim Walker, owner of KGVY. We'll be back after this, and we're going to cover the pecans. I know we're getting close to harvest, and the biggest pecan grove – home right there in Green Valley. Sounds like Jesse could have used one of those uh, driverless cars. <laughs> that was a very interesting point. Sorita Mayor Tom Murphy made about the mining industry being one of the driving forces of these driverless cars. That, that would be a great application, I would think, for a driverless car. Welcome back, gentlemen, to the program. We have turned uh, this entire hour into a God, a travel Arizona staycation. And the only place you can register is at rosieonthehouse.com slash travelaz. Link right off of our homepage at rosieonthehouse.com. We pick our winner once a month. You then pick your destination in Arizona. We put together a weekend, and it all starts off at Sanderson Ford in Glendale. You just get yourself to that location there on 51st Avenue, south of uh, south of Glendale on Maryland. And you pick out your vehicle of choice from the test lot, and you go to your location of choice. Now, that's actually going to change next year. We're putting together we're, – we're just trying something different. This is now our – eighth or ninth year running this staycation promotion and we've always let the winner select where they're going well that's turned into a a moving target constantly and when they pick it there might already be uh blackout dates at hotels or they're already booked up and accommodations aren't aren't possible and so it's what we've done this time is we've as a team Everyone had to submit, where would you want to go in Arizona in January? Where do you want to go in Arizona in February, et cetera? And we've put together, here's what's going. Here's what you're entering to win in January. We're going to send you to the Monte Vista and Flagstaff. You're going to have a ski passes at Snowball. You're going to have a gift certificate to uh, uh, Babbitt's to pick out, you know, if you're looking for a snowboard or new skis or you need some gloves, get you equipped. You're going to take it. In your So we can increase the accommodations and the experience because we're planning a year ahead of time instead of, you know, Mr. Johnson, 
calls back and says, hey, yeah, I want to go this weekend and I'm going here. Well, it's been booked out for two months, Mr. Johnson. We can't we can't help you. So if you don't want to go skiing in Flagstaff, we'll just don't enter for January. So travel AZ, rosieonthehouse.com slash travel AZ. The only place you can register. And we're uh, going to go back to Green Valley because we have the Sorita Pecan Festival coming up on Veterans Day. What's so more American that you've got Veterans Day and a local pecan orchard that's the biggest in the state? Gentlemen, tell us. Uh, th- I've already put it on my calendar. I've emailed the team during the break. Whatever's on that November 11th clear off, we're going to Green Valley. Well, that sounds well, that exciting, would be the place to be, uh, Romy. <laughs> we'll go to Jim first, and then we'll let Mr. Tom finish. Yeah, you know, it, uh, the pecan fields here, they've got the uh, largest vertically integrated operation there. In other words, they grow them there, uh, they then process them, they market them, and then they ship them out. And uh, it's one of the largest in the world, not even in the state. And uh, their market, believe it or not, is uh, in Asia. Uh, the uh, demand for pecans on that side of the world is just incredible. So a large portion actually are exported. So it's um, an interesting situation. But uh, Tom can tell you a little more about uh, pecan days, uh, the pecan day I should th- that they have there because uh, – uh, they've got a lot of interesting things. Yes, it's um, and actually it's one of our bigger signature events in the town. Uh, they estimate in that one day, November 11th, there will be around 20,000 people that will attend. And again, if you're looking at the town, which is around 28,000, uh, it's a great um, you know benefit for our community. And they do tractor pulling things and historic ways of um, harvesting. They have uh, a run through the, the pecan groves. So it's a, it's a really great family-friendly event that uh, happens every year. And the weather obviously couldn't be any more perfect around that time of the year. Mayor Tom Murphy of Sorita, thank you. Jim Walker, owner of KGVY, our Southern Arizona radio affiliate, now broadcasting our 7 o'clock hour up through our open line hour at the end of 9 o'clock. Thank you, gentlemen.